What's up, everyone? Episode 100. We have reached triple digits officially here at Shoe Booty Sports. Episode 100. This is your host, Grand Pal, co-host Bradley Brown. Next to me, say what's up, Brad. How's it going? How's it going? Does it feel like 100 episodes? No. No, it does not. Well, that's good. Means uh, means somebody's having fun. I guess we are. I don't know if everybody else is, but yeah, it's been fun. It's been a little over two years now. Episode 100 that we've been on. Uh, haven't been canceled yet. Don't plan to be. If they try to, we'll be back on Tuesdays no matter what. But still, yeah, episode 100. Thanks to everyone that listens. But like I said, Grandpa Bradley Brown, we're going to do the usual. Quick shout out to our sponsor, Rhino Races. Rhino Races is a virtual race series that offers five different races, a 5K, a 10K, a half marathon, a marathon, and the Rhino Ultra. Sign up for one or all five of their races at rhinoraces.com. Run your race at your convenience. Track it with your fitness app of choice. Screenshot your results as proof of completion. Once your results are verified by Rhino Races staff, uh, your award will be shipped to you by mail. Also, check out their gear section at rhinoraces.com for t-shirts, wristbands, decals, and more. Again, rhinoraces.com. Rhino Races is the premier virtual running series. And you can find us, Shoe Booty Sports, on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts. Subscribe to the YouTube channel and follow us on Twitter at Shoe Booty Sports. All right, so... A lot going on this week. Uh, Let's start with college football. What do you say? Yeah, we can do that. All right. We can do that. Awesome Arkansas hat, by the way. Thank you. We'll get to them in a little bit. Uh, First off, Oregon stomping Colorado. Colorado without Travis Hunter. I wasn't surprised by the outcome. I thought it would be a little closer than what it was. Like, I I thought I would eventually tune out of the game just because I would be disinterested because I figured Colorado, you know, they were a three-touchdown favorite for a reason. I I figured that would be the case. It it, it wasn't close from the get-go, pretty much from the kickoff. And I, I tuned out of that game in a hurry. So, not nothing... Nothing, I, I guess, unexpected there. Now, the the thing I found, like, of course, the Oregon coach's pregame speech, you know, saw that. Of course, it goes viral, saying uh, we're we're not playing for clicks. We're playing for, or we're not fighting for clicks. We're fighting for wins. Whatever he said. Yeah, they're playing for clicks. We're playing for wins. There you go. Uh, the irony of that, of course, uh, it took social media all of two seconds to point this out, was uh, he knows he's being filmed for this and knows it's going to get a lot of clicks. So yep. I, I found that very, uh, you know, the irony in that. Of course, everybody did that saw it. But, hey, Oregon won. I mean, uh, soundly. And But I yep. like what Prime said. Uh, if you're going to get me now or if you're going to get me, uh, you better get me now. Because this is the worst we're, we're going to be. And he's right. He's right. Uh, again, no Travis Hunter that game. So I wasn't, even with Travis Hunter, it wasn't going to make a difference in the outcome. Yeah. And I see, I don't know if it's going to be as bad against USC, especially when I watched USC kind of squeak by Arizona State Saturday night. Yeah, a little squeaky. That was the last game on. It was, and the, really the only reason I I tuned in because I want to watch Caleb Williams. Yeah, the guy's gonna be the guy's gonna be the number one pick. 
He's uh, he's a heck of a talent. So I, I want to watch Caleb Williams. I want to watch Lincoln Riley call plays, see what he dials up. But yeah, it, and then I got into the game a little bit because it got it was it was close there till the end. You know, SC pulled away late, but yeah. What what do you expect uh, in that matchup this Saturday? Obviously, there's not as much hype uh, considering Colorado took a beating from Oregon, but. Uh, I would expect USC to, you know, beat them by at least 21, no problem. Uh, it's probably going to look similar to the Oregon game. Is it at Colorado or is it at USC? I couldn't tell you. I, I don't know that it makes it, a difference either. It, it'll, it, 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 would help. it would help some if it's at, you know, at Colorado. But the, the place isn't going to be packed like it was against, you know, for the Colorado State game. Because we've, we've seen a major chink in the armor of Colorado and you knew that was coming I mean they played a TCU team that's not as good as we thought they were uh squeaked by a Colorado State State team that's not very good yeah so this is kind of to be expected I'm with you I think it's going to be more more or less similar to the Oregon game rather than it be close I'd love for it to be close I mean I want to tune in but uh, Colorado could do nothing they were just completely outmatched on both sides of the ball Another Heisman candidate, you know, putting up Heisman numbers. That's what's going to happen. So Pretty much. Uh, I assume you're talking about Caleb Williams. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Shador pretty much fell out of that conversation with last week's game. So <laughs> He did. He, he, was, he was running for his life, man. It, so. Yeah, he was. It was – that was a tough outing. But it's it's like like Prime said, if you're going to get him, get him now. Because uh, it is. That, this is worse than – this is as bad as they're going to be. So you've got that to yeah. look forward to if you're a, if you're a Buffs fan. All right, so uh, the other game going on at the same time, of course, I had the split screen going, and I eventually yeah, put too. the sound put the sound on the Alabama Ole Miss game. I thought Ole Miss had a shot going into this game. I thought they had a realistic shot. I feel like everybody did. Yeah, I think everybody did. So I still don't like Alabama's offense. Uh, you no. saw, I mean, Jalen Milrow looked t- terrible uh, early. He, that pass he threw, that pick in the end zone and, tr- you know, double coverage in that zone yeah. was senseless. That that He's, was. Yeah, he still looked better in that, uh, the backup QB that they had. So. Well, he's the best they got. He's the best option yeah. they have. That doesn't mean he's very good. You yeah. know, I mean, I mean, you saw athleticism and but you don't see you didn't see great quarterback play and you're going to need that to beat some of these you know gosh i don't know they're Ole miss isn't a bad team i'm not trying to say that no. but but i feel like lsu can score points on them uh a&m might find a way to score point you know find a way to score points on them uh some of these other some of these other schools i don't know what alabama's schedule looks like but you're going to have to score points against some of these tougher teams that are going to be on your schedule. And I don't know that Jalen Miller is the guy that can do that, but he's definitely the best option. Is it Tyler? Or is it Buckner is the backup? The guy that started the week before last, he was the yeah. Notre Dame quarterback last season. I didn't realize that was who it was. And when I realized that was who it was, I was like, Oh, no wonder he played poorly. He was yeah. terrible at Notre Dame last year. Yeah awful at Notre Dame last year 
So why do you, if you can't, if you can't start there, what makes you think you're going to come here and, you know, at Alabama and be a starter? <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I guess you, you've got better talent around you. Maybe that's an Maybe. argument for, for success. Yeah. No, he was terrible at Notre Dame. He was, he was terrible. And the start he had, I, I don't know why Saban showed any interest in picking him up. I was a little confused by that when I realized that was who the backup Maybe it was. was. Yeah, maybe it was just shut up the fan base. <laughs> prove, prove that Melrose is the best that they have. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, maybe he so. has these reasons. Not going to question Saban. Yeah, but they're—I mean—they're three and one. Alabama's three and one. Uh, still doing okay there. Yeah. Uh, Undefeated conference play. So yeah, they're still good. Yeah, they'll—they'll they'll be fine. The game, the early game, which I didn't realize it was on until I just turned the TV on when they were about through the first quarter, was a uh, Florida State Clemson. That was a good and game. That, that might, that might, I would say that was probably the best college football game of the of the day Saturday. Uh, Clem, Clemson had them beat. You know, Clemson yeah. had them beat. Uh, Klubnik looked like the guy at at times. He looked like the guy that people thought he could be as opposed to what we saw against Duke in week one, where he just, he looked terrible. He looked like he had regressed as a quarterback. He looked like the guy for the bulk of that game against Florida State. Uh, is it Travis? I can't remember his last name. Quarterback for Florida State. I mean, he, he looked really good, too. But Clemson had him beat. Just a yeah. kind of a right until that scoop and score. Yeah, and that, but then the – I mean – even then, the field goal at the end of the game should have had them then and just yeah. missed it. And then Florida State gets it done in overtime. That was the best game that I saw. I did not. Now, granted, I didn't see the Ohio State Notre Dame game. I guess and, Arkansas was going on at the same time. Yeah. It's fairly boring. <laughs> yeah. What, it's low what was scoring. It? Uh, yeah. It was, a, it was a low scoring game. Notre Dame had 10 yeah. men on the field on the last uh, defensive player, you know defensive stand of the game so yeah coaching coaching mess up there that's something you got to know you got to have your guy guys upstairs pointing that out fixing that head coach takes responsibility for it as he should falls on the sword uh but yeah that that's your guys upstairs that's your staff upstairs that has to be able to count that make sure you got to have somebody to make sure everybody 17 14 i mean that was the final score yeah, boring game, but I thought it could boring. be competitive because Notre Dame looked good when I saw them play. But this was the first real team, like, like competitive. This was the competitive game. You know, they're like this beating Navy and whoever the other team was they played, uh, no-name squad. I say no-name squad, just, just not a – it's not an Ohio State, you know, not yeah. a blue blood. That was the test, and they hung with them, so – I don't think Notre Dame dropped off any either. No. Got Ryan Day pretty pumped up. Trash talking a 90-year-old man. <laughs> what what was with that? Go going after Lou Holtz like that after after the game. I don't know. I think Lou Lou Holtz made some comments, you know, made saying like, you know, just stuff to motivate Notre Dame and I guess Day took it personal, and then I want to know where Lou Holtz is at right now. That's everybody knows where he's at. He's probably at home sleeping. It's yeah, past that, nine o'clock. Yeah, that was weird. I mean, of course, of course, Lou Holtz is gonna 
say good things about Notre Dame. Pick Notre yeah. Dame. He's he won a national championship there. Won a national championship and yeah, of course, of course he's gonna of course he's gonna pick them. Yeah. So I, I just found that weird, like that's the guy that you're going after, an eighty something year old man. But it, that, that was Ryan Day has done things like he he's I don't know he's steadily dropped down in my view over the last few seasons. He inherited he couldn't have inherited a better situation. No, say what you want about Urban Meyer, but he built that thing up to be a top tier job. I mean, you're stepping into a great position, and yep. of course he, you know, right to. Ryan Day's credit, I mean, he he kept it there for a couple of seasons. And then Harbaugh caught up, and then Harbaugh has essentially surpassed him these last two. And that looks to be the case uh, again this year. Um, Michigan hasn't really played anyone either, but Harbaugh was back on the sideline Saturday. And they had the they had the typical Michigan win, you know, for what we've seen the last couple of years. Doesn't it feel like Michigan has won every game like 31 to 7 or 31 to 10 or something like that yeah good enough but not dominant kind of deal it's, it's always like 31 to 10 like, like that's like the constant score it's like their score it's like their games are like if you were playing ncaa football like back when they had that game and like the, you have the computer simulate the schedule like like that's the constant score for michigan in their games it's always like 31 to 10 or something or 31 to 7 I swear it's that. Every time I look, it's 31 points. It's in the low 30s, and the other team is barely into double digits or single digits. It's interesting. It's an interesting thing I've noticed. All right, so do we finally want to – do we want to talk about the Arkansas game now? I guess we can get it out of the way. I was irritated after the game. Oh, highly. Yeah, I was irritated for multiple reasons. Yeah. And I also said to myself, I'm glad our show is on Tuesdays because the the things I would have said after the game, I I want I'm I'm over the Pittman era, you know, I'm 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 ready for a change, all this stuff. But you calm down some, you know. And I'm not yeah. the kind and I'm not the guy that's going to let the Razorbacks ruin my day my day is not going to be determined by how the arkansas razorbacks do i'm not that i'm not that foolish but at the same time i was annoyed and affected by it for a good two to three hours after the game same so i'm 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 not going to pretend like i wasn't i was it was yeah the more i think about it like we were competitive and and Arkansas LSU seems to always be competitive and has been since Pittman has been there. Like it's yeah. th- those LSU Arkansas games are very competitive. It doesn't matter where each team is at in the rankings. Even yeah. when Arkansas was but, not finished nine and four, Pittman's what second year? It, like LSU was that was Orgeron's last last year, and they finished six and six. You know, so Arkansas should have won that game, and it was a close game. It was a very tight game. So these have just been very competitive games. It's a rivalry game. LSU fans don't want to admit that. They they feel like they're above 
Arkansas, and they are as a top tier, as you know, oh, yeah. as far as tiers for a football program. Absolutely, they are. But it's a competitive series. It's uh, now LSU. I don't know how many they've won the last ten games. Probably, heck, probably seven, eight. I would imagine. Yeah, I think but, we've only won like once in the last six six years or something. Something pathetic. Well, yeah. uh, we usually get it like. No, that's probably seems like right. we usually get it like once every four years on average. Like well, it's see, bad. Well, growing up, growing up late middle school years throughout high school, you know, for us, what grades we were in, it was always either way. Like Arkansas would win one year, LSU would win one year. It was a very competitive, yeah. like I considered LSU the rivalry game. Like that, yeah, that's, a lot of people that's, do. Yeah, that's, that's how I saw it as at that point in time. And it, it was the last game of the season, that, the Friday after Thanksgiving. Now Missouri is that team. And it's probably better, you know, that way because we're kind of the same program football wise as far as level. Because LSU is a better football program. I mean, they they've they've elevated themselves. I mean, they they can be national championship contenders. Yeah, I, I don't think Arkansas will ever get to that. No, not if high school football keeps you know keeps only producing what. 15 D1 football players every year at Arkansas. I, I mean, it's not going to happen. I don't even know if it's that. I think it's, I think it's more probably about 10. Um, yeah. I mean, something's got to change at the high school level if Arkansas is going to consistently, you know, be top tier. That's well, the only, <clears throat> the only way you can do that is increase the population of the state. And we're, we only have 2 million people here. Uh, you, yeah. You've got to get some, pretty decent sized cities in Louisiana. I mean, new, new Orleans, you've got a legitimate city down there. There's more to choose you, you from. You say that you say that, but Mississippi has, I mean, I think we have more population than the state of Mississippi, but they produce two to three times the amount of D one football players that we do. That's true. Uh, miss the, you look at the numbers, Mississippi is at least double or at least double as far as the division one recruits and signees. Yeah. That's true. I, I don't know. I mean, it's just some places are just hotbeds, you know, just the hotbeds of talent. So I don't know. Uh, we're we're getting way off topic, but we might as well roll with it. Uh, junk, yeah, Junction City, uh, Louisiana, which is just past the. I mean, it's on the edge of that border coming into Arkansas. It's it's actually, I want to say there's two parts of Junction City, Arkansas, Louisiana. Could be wrong on that, like Texarkana, but. It's technically an Arkansas school, and they they dominated Class Two A for years in Arkansas, and that, that's just kind of a hotbed area. But it's in that you know it's that Louisiana territory, man. There's just some top tier recruits coming out of there. But yeah, what what were we even discussing? I don't, I don't even know where we went with that. Like we went down a complete rabbit hole with that, and I was like, yeah, we might as well roll with it. We we're, were okay. just discussing the Hogs game, so. Yeah, we're probably we're trying to do everything but but talk about the game parts probably. But uh yeah, just like I said, I'm glad we waited till Tuesday because I I, I now I don't have second thoughts. Like Pittman you see games where Pittman has been outcoached 
poor yeah. coaching strategy. Yeah. You've got to let them score at the end of the game. You got have to. to let them score. That's the only way you give yourself a shot. And like Herb Street was trying to like, you know, twist it, like, like say thing, like put a pot, not twist it, put a positive spin on it. You know, like this is just, this is the coach he is. You can't tell a coach, a coach like that, a you know, preaches toughness and all this. It's hard for him to say, let's, let's let him score. It's, and Fowler for, fortunately says, yeah, but history has shown <laughs> like this is the, this is what you do here. And that's what you do there. Yeah. And hearing Pittman defend it, thinking he had the best, saying he thought their team with no no timeouts had the best chance to either strip the ball or block the kick or whatever he said. It, it, I just, I mean, I just disagree with it. There's no other way to say it. KJ taking two timeouts on the same drive, I think two plays apart, did not help us out one bit in the third quarter. It didn't. But KJ played his ass off, though. Yeah, he played well. He had that. He had that one pick you want back. He 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 got two, but that's that at the was... end of the game on a hail mary. I mean, you you, yeah. you don't count that. But and see, here's the thing: Would you rather have, you know, would you rather your offense and KJ have the ball with a minute twenty, a minute thirty yeah. remaining with no timeouts, or with five seconds? You know, so it it I just don't agree with it. It it was it was bad strategy there. Yeah, uh, bad but, strategy letting them score in fifteen seconds to close out the first half too. Bad strategy. It's and, and the other thing, like we started well defensively, looked really good defensively the first few series, and yeah. I was like, okay, we well, we got something here, and then we couldn't stop a nosebleed. At the second half, we couldn't stop a nosebleed. Uh, and, and that goes back to coaching. I mean, it, like LSU is clearly making the better halftime adjustments. Yeah. So it's another, clearly it's a, not jumping off sides every other play, too. But I mean, false starting. I mean, how many, what was it, 10, 11 false start penalties or something like that? Uh, it's I mean, a lot. It's It's been like that all, all season. So that that's the argument against Pittman. It's a very undisciplined team. Ton of penalties every game. Very undisciplined team. Can't keep your line straight. Clearly weren't taught anything about LSU moving on the defensive front because our guys jumped every time they did it. Bad coaching strategy at the end of the game. Not letting them score. Can't make halftime adjustments. So, and... and as as bad as I'm talking about Pittman now, I, I would have talked way worse after the game Saturday. So yeah, it it just the only positive thing I can say about it is they were competitive, and the coaching staff before that we weren't. You know, we weren't competitive. Uh, Pittman had Pittman competed with them. We competed with them. I say Pittman. You know, the under him. We competed. Yeah. I mean, it was a close game. It really could have gone either way. I thought LSU was the better team, and I think you could see that. Of course, yeah. Yeah. If, you could tell they were a little off on their first three or four drives. I mean. Yeah, you can't look yeah. at it and say that, you know, Arkansas was the better team. If Arkansas would have won that thing, the the better team would have lost that day. I mean, that's yeah, just. For sure. LSU was scoring essentially at will. 
Arkansas had to work for everything they had. Uh, like I said, KJ played well. That has kid that tied in. I mean, he's a player, mm-hmm. and, and somehow got, did not get SEC Freshman of the Week. Well, after it, that performance. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know who got it, but in, in a losing effort, I guess. I, I, media hates Arkansas, so we know <laughs> there's this. That, there's that too, but. We're not helping ourselves out though either by starting. I mean, what what are we two and two? Yep. As it's been a month of football, man. Time flies. We have a what an eleven o'clock game this weekend. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, dude. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's hooray oh. for an eleven a.m. game. And I'm going to be out of town this weekend too, so I don't know that I'm going to get to see that. So. At worst, I can listen to it or catch it on the TV somewhere. I'll, yeah, I'll be I'll be in Northeast Arkansas this weekend, Jonesboro. So, we'll uh, I'll find a way to tune in if it's close anyway. Okay, sticking with the Hogs here. How many more games you think you think they can win this season? How many more games do you? If you were looking at the schedule, would you pick them winning this season? Uh. I don't know. Off the top of my head, there's only one. Four to... I'll say we'll get four. You think we'll win four games? Yeah. Who do you have us beating? Mississippi State. I don't know. The... Mississippi whatever. State. Mitsu. Uh, see. I don't know. Maybe this weekend we pull a miracle and get the A&M. Uh, yeah, I don't have them beating A&M. Especially with Petrino calling plays, we saw we saw what he did with uh, Missouri State last year. Petrino. They've got their starting quarterback. He's not. He's out this week, so we got something going for us. I, well, that's a good thing, I guess. I mean, it sucks for that kid, but it's yeah. a it's a good thing if you're an Arkansas player and fan. I don't know. I only see one game that Arkansas is going to be favored in. And that's the non-conference game. I don't even remember who it is. I, I think that's the game Arkansas wins. You didn't ask me who we'll be favored with. You asked me how <laughs> I many we're going to win. And you said four. Like, four is a lot, man. Oh, I know. You just see us getting to, to a bowl game, I guess. Yeah. I did. I don't see it now. Now, I it helps it. that the, game was, the games have been competitive. But looking at the schedule, I, I, Mississippi State, Missouri – the non-conference game, that's really the only ones. I mean, do we play South Carolina? Nah, I don't think so. Yeah, so so I don't know, man. I don't I mean I don't see it. This Auburn, might be a five five yeah, Auburn maybe. Yeah, Auburn's um, not looking that great. I mean, we are still not sure what we're gonna get with Florida. Methzu, I mean, I still think we're gonna get that game because they haven't played anybody really, and they're all hyped up about the four and oh start. Um, that's true. They've not yeah, played, and we're gonna we're gonna beat somebody we're supposed to lose to. So I've got I still got hopes of making a bowl game. I've got hopes. I just don't know that it's happening. I if if yeah. Arkansas gets to a bowl game, that's a like to me that's a success. Are they? They're not letting teams with five wins get into bowl games anymore, are they? Or are they? Who knows? Yeah, but if, if Arkansas does it the way you're supposed to. Get yeah. six, get six wins. Then, 
to me, I felt this way last year. Like, that's a success. <laughs> At getting to a bowl game last year and actually winning it against a Kansas team that has turned out to be pretty good from what we've seen so far, especially at quarterback. Uh, that, that's, that was a, a success to me. And that if they can pull off six wins with this schedule and this team, a line that's not very good, and is, and that's a thing, as penalized as they were Saturday, they still had a shot. It's crazy. That stuff has to be fixed in coaching. So, is Pittman going to be on the hot seat by the end of the season? Or his coordinator yeah, going to be back? If he gets three or four, yeah, he, he'll be on the hot seat. His coordinators will be back because I'm sure ain't nobody going to want him if we only win four games. So, Chad Morris keeps finding jobs. So, if he, if volu- he can. I think he volunteered at Clemson, so. Well, it <laughs> I mean, the point is, uh, the coaching carousel is just, it's constantly recycling. I mean, Cliff Kingsbury will be coaching for as long as he wants, and and he's he's not going anywhere. Who are we going to get? Coordinator-wise? No, coach-wise. Yeah, I don't don't know about that. See, yeah. There's... Yeah, we're not going to have any good options, so I'm pretty sure we'll just stick to what we got. You you don't like the the name that I would throw out there. You know the name I would throw out there. You don't? No. He's coaching in Orlando right now? Yeah, I wouldn't like that. <laughs> exactly. But, okay, if Malzahn were, were the head coach at Arkansas and he – compiled the same record at Arkansas that he did at Auburn. How would you feel then? I'd be okay with it. Okay, <laughs> exactly. Um, Auburn fans don't like it because Auburn fans think they're Alabama. And I've said it on here before, Auburn is a program that's going to have a great season every, like, four or five screw years. This. Screw that guy. He used us to get a pay raise and left us with fucking or left us with uh Chad Morris. Sorry about bl- my French. Pardon my French. Can you blame him though? No. I, I mean he got out he got ousted what two year, two, three years later. So I mean, can you blame him for getting paid? I mean, it's especially at Auburn without how those fans are, how unrealistic that fan base is. Because you're never going to be Alabama, but they think you should be every year. Like I said, Auburn's going to have a great season every five, six years. But they're going to be in that seven, eight win category for the rest of it. And Auburn fans aren't going to, they're not okay with that. That's why they keep having a different coach every, you know, few years. But I I thought they had a good, I thought they had a, a good thing in Malzahn. And it wasn't good enough. And yeah, so so moved on, and I, now Hugh Freeze is a good hire. I mean that that's a good hire. So we'll we'll see what he does there. But I don't know, man. Like other than Malzahn, because that's the only realistic option to me. And and let me start by this: they're not going to fire Pittman if he if he doesn't win. If he only wins one game the rest of the season, they're not going to fire him. This is Urichek's guy. This is who he hired. 
So they're they're not going to fire him. But I don't know, man. It, it, if it goes if it goes poorly next year, yeah, then then yeah, they will be looking for somebody else. Yeah. All right, that's enough of the hog. Let's let's recap. Let's end things uh this week with the NFL recap. Okay, how about the Broncos uh, getting stomped by the Dolphins by 50? Um, I don't know how much of them you've watched or of Mike McDaniel on the side sideline, Dolphins head coach. Love that guy, by the way. Yeah, love it. I, I was hoping he was going to at least kick another field goal. I really want him <laughs> to put up more points. And and the the picture of him as a as a young person with earrings and stuff, basically. The ball saying, boy. That's yeah, great. But, yeah, he was the Broncos ball boy. Uh, Denver wouldn't even interview him for the job uh, when that coaching position became open. And he, you know, goes to the 49ers. Uh, there was Shanahan is, you know, essentially being kind of tutored, mentored by him. He's a brilliant offensive mind. Yeah. Uh, Mike McDaniel. <laughs> just a, And just a cool dude. I mean, I, I yeah. could listen to his sound bites all game. Uh, talking talking shit about how Georgia's better than Alabama, you know, just walking by Tua doing that, you know, it's uh, it's, it's just a, it's fun. I mean, he makes it fun. I love that he takes ownership of mistakes on the sideline. Like you see, too, like during a timeout, you see him talking to Tua, and he looks at Tua and says, "I effed up." You know, he says it, but you can read his mind. He goes, he goes, "I effed up." Like he's pointing to himself and shaking his head. Yeah. I love a coach that takes that owns up to his mistakes. I love was he for real in the stands. Was he no, for real in the stands no, during that, the game? That, that was a okay. fan. That was a fan. Okay. That, that was I a doppelganger. So. That was a doppelganger. But man, that would have been so cool. <laughs> that would have been. Uh what Brad is talking about is there's a picture going around like saying that the Dolphins were beating the Broncos so bad that McDaniel was in the stands allowing fans to call plays. No, that was just a doppelganger, but that, but I could, here's the thing. That's how cool McDaniel is. You could see yeah. him doing that. And just the, like when the camera was on him and he like runs away from it and is like staring at the camera, like as he's running away from it, I, just, I don't know. He's just a cool guy, man. Love that guy. Um, and I also love Peyton's, uh, fit. He little fitty through in his press conference, uh, <laughs> reporter. Now the reporter was very timid when start trying to ask this because he knows he's going to, I was, I've been in that reporter. I've been in that position where I know I'm about to speak to a cranky coach and you, you just got to do it. I mean, you got to, you got to throw your question out there. You got to do your job. You could tell the reporter yeah. was timid. He didn't know. He, he was trying to find a what good way to ask it. And Peyton, what's the question? What's the question? Uh, the question is why you got stomped by 50, but yeah. Previous guy didn't do that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, they they didn't they didn't score twenty points either under Nathaniel yeah. Hackett. But yeah, that, that's seeing Sean Payton throw his little fit there because Sean Payton is an egomaniac who's used to success. He's a brilliant yeah. offensive mind. Uh, he's a great coach. Not saying he isn't, but seeing the way he's care and you got to have an, a bit of an ego to be good at that job, really. Um, but the way he carries himself too isn't isn't going to be the most likable. You're you're not going to be the most likable guy in the room, especially in that press conference. That was stupid. I know you. I know you got it handed to you. You got embarrassed. Uh, 
by the Dolphins, but still, I, I didn't like the way you handled that. But okay, Russ Russell Wilson is Russ washed? Yes, <laughs> yes he is. Yeah, hang him out to dry. He is fully washed. Yeah, there, there is. I don't know, man. It it it's uh. I think I think Russ is too concerned about. I think I think it's like what Sean Payton says. I think he's too concerned about Russell Inc. as opposed yeah. to, he's more concerned with his brand than he is with playing football. And this yeah. is me purely speculating, but kind of look at a situation like celebrity wife Ciara. And who who and I'm not putting this all on her or anything like that. Again, speculating. I know nothing. I don't talk to these people. Don't know anything about them, other than what we see in the the news. But when you look at what Russell Wilson was in Seattle, all business, all about the game. Now he's a brand, and ever since he's become a brand, his play on the field has dropped significantly. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not it's fallen off a cliff. So whoever he's got around him, they got to be putting it in his head, you know, that like do this, this, uh, as far as your brand, putting it out there, think of life after football, this kind of stuff. And he he's, he's lost. He's not that guy in Seattle anymore. He's completely lost that person. He's, he is something else. And, yeah. and that's led to a poor football player. His focus is no longer on football entirely like it should be. If you want to be an elite, great quarterback at the NFL level, you got to be in all in on football really 24 seven. And if if they're ever going to win a game, dude, it's this coming weekend. So, yeah. uh, Is there any, I mean, is there a way both teams can lose? I feel like, I feel like that game could end up in like a tie, like a 2020 tie. Thinking like a 6-6 tie. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> it could be. You know what? Uh, we're going to end this part. We're going to come back with part two. This is episode century, so we're going to give you all bonus content today. See you all again here in a bit.